Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 151 why you're upset when someone else is doing your idea. This is a big one. And this was inspired by a quote I saw online. Your favorite idea is the one you'd be most upset that someone scooped. Uh, Anu Atluru, uh, she's uh, an investor and entrepreneur. Uh, I saw this quote on Twitter and um, I thought it was very fitting because, you know, people all the time, right? You see somebody else doing something that maybe you thought of, maybe you secretly want to do, maybe uh, you know you could do better, all of these different things. And you're upset. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Uh, before I get into it, as always, please check the show notes. I'm putting a lot more uh, links there for different resources. I'm going to keep adding to them in the upcoming shows. Just wanted to keep you guys posted. And so why are you upset when someone else is doing your idea? All right, so number one, it's not that they're doing your idea. It's that you're not. So let's let's take full accountability. It's not that they're doing your idea. It's that you're not. And you know you should be doing it and you're not. And I think that's the first accountability checkpoint you need to look at is why aren't you doing it? And when you see somebody else doing it, by the way, how many times have you seen somebody doing it and like, eh, it's okay, but it's not like the way you would do it. I mean, like, and you, and you see people, you can see people even in your own, you know, maybe you are partially doing it, but you're not giving it enough attention or devotion. And you see people, I mean, I hate to say it, like that might be even less talented, but they've been at it longer and more consistent and they're out there and they're putting themselves out there. That's why. And maybe you're not, maybe you are not doing it more. And so you perpetuate that uh, by looking at them and what they're doing and say, well, I could have this, I could that, you know, I'm upset at this, I'm upset at that. Maybe it's just simply you need to be in the game and that will instantly calm your upsetness, if you will, (laughs) your anger at somebody else doing your idea. Number two, it's not that they're doing your idea. It's that you already know how you do it your way. That's a big one too. You know how you would... And this is actually going to lead to um, other, you know, another point that I want to make. And so I might even say it twice. But basically, your intuition, that might be your thing. That actually might be partially what you are here to do. So it's not that they're doing your idea. It's that you already know how you would do it your way and you have a yearning to do it and you're not. So you have to look at that accountability and say, all right, am I not doing it enough? Because I'll tell you this. If you are listening to your intuition and you're doing it, it becomes a game to you. You're like, this is awesome. Like, I love doing this. And even when you do catch what other people are doing, you're no longer really in comparison mode because you're moving in it. And you're like, nah, this is right. This feels good. This feels good to me. Um, and you, it's almost even more honorable. Other people that are in the field doing it, you're like, oh, I see what you're doing. All right, that's cool. That's interesting. And they almost become like, your teachers in a weird way because you're like, oh, I see how they would do it, but here's how I'm doing it. I like how I'm doing it this way and I might even do it differently in this, this, and this because of it. There's a confidence level. 
So it's not that they're doing your idea, it's that you already know you do it how you do it your way and maybe you're not. And that's your intuition, your soul wanting to move you. Number three, it's not that they're doing your idea. It's that you're doing something different that doesn't resonate the same way maybe that this thing would or your calling would, right? So maybe you're doing job A over here, but you're seeing somebody else do the thing that you really feel called to. There's just something about it and maybe your whole life you've been sort of adjacent to it and always kind of thinking through it or feeling it or whatever. Like you, you know you want to do it. You're just not. And for whatever reason, whether you were fulfilling other people's expectations or you were making sure to follow through on a certain path that was, you know, chosen for you or not chosen, but like was told to you and that that's the responsible thing to do and you don't want to feel irresponsible, you know, uh, irresponsible. So it's not that they're doing your idea. It's that you're doing something different that doesn't resonate the same way doing it would. And you know it. This is an accountability episode right here. <laughs> so I'm just letting you know. By the way, I've been through all of this. Anytime that I was not more focused on my work, on the things that I wanted to create, I would see other people doing it. And yeah, at times I'd get upset. And it wasn't even that I was upset at them. I think I knew I was upset at myself because I wasn't listening. That I wasn't showing enough faith. I wasn't showing enough trust in like, okay, move. And now I do. And I love the way I do things. And I love the way I learn from other people doing things out there and how, um, you know, I'll never do it the same because every one of us is unique, but it gives me a good uh, baseline of, of how to constantly expand the art. So I do know this very well. Number four, it's not that they're doing your idea. It's that they show you what you could be doing. So this is, again, back to that avoidance. You're doing something different or you're just not doing it at all or you're just not in the game. And they represent what you could be doing. And, you know, again, I get all this. Like, what are some of these feelings? Why do, why do we feel? It's not that you're upset. There's resentment, there's bitterness, there's anxiety, there's lack, there's scarcity, there's fear, there's doubt. And it's okay to own that. It's okay to be like, why Why do I, do, do you feel resentful because you're not doing something? Do you feel bitter because you could be or that you could have started years ago? You know, it's okay to first be honest with yourself and you have to be honest with yourself. You have to be honest with yourself because you can't fix something you're not honest about. Are you afraid of what it'll look like if you do something completely different than what everybody knows you for? Are you afraid of doing something completely different than, you know, well, this way makes you money over here and this way it may not? Are you just having doubt about your talents? And isn't it interesting because you can see somebody doing something that you intuitively know you could be doing so well, and yet you still have doubt. And I, and by the way, I think that's, that can be very legitimate, right? Because that requires a, a basically a surrendering to how do I just know this stuff? You have to trust the how do I just know this stuff? You have to lean into the how do I just know this stuff? And then you have to start doing the how do I just know this stuff? And then suddenly you're like, whoa, like my confidence level is through the roof. You're no longer sitting on the sidelines. Do not sit on the sidelines. When you see somebody doing something that represents something you could be doing and you're not, you can have any one of these different types of feelings that I've already spoken about. Acknowledge it and it's okay. But then find a moment for yourself to just jump in and start doing that thing. And then give yourself the grace 
to the previous episode of consistently, consistently showing up for that thing for however long it takes. Because that could very well be, and probably is, a very significant part of your purpose. Remember, purpose is not a single act. It is an ongoing day-to-day set of actions and decisions and choices. The anger you feel when you see other people doing things that you know you should be doing does not belong to them. It needs to be dealt with with you in a very healthy, loving way. You need to own it. And then you need to understand why you're feeling these things. And then you need to move into the remedy. So what are some of the remedies? Well, number one, do the thing you're avoiding. Do it. Just jump in. Don't think about it. Just be like, all right, I'm going to buy that paintbrush and easel or canvas. All right, I'm going to start my writing. All right, I'm going to start making the apparel. I'm going to start, um, you know, the architecture designs. I'm going to start drawing more. I'm going to start, uh, you know, learning the investment strategies, whatever it is. Just do the thing you're avoiding. Just do the thing you're avoiding. That's remedy number one. Remedy number two, managing the inputs of how others are doing it. So once you are doing the thing that you're avoiding, <laughs> Once you're in it, start managing the inputs of, uh, of how others are doing it because uh, you don't want to compare yourself, especially in the early stages. Once you're really in it, you don't really compare anymore. You kind of look to other people and you go, oh, like I really admire those, that person and that person and that person. So in the beginning, you have to really manage the inputs of how others are doing it. Uh, you can mute people online. You can um, make sure you don't scroll too much. Just make sure you are creating more than you are consuming. I say an 80-20 rule, 80% creativity, 20%, maybe even less, 10% consumption. Consumption for inspiration, that's it. And my inspiration doesn't necessarily come from other writers or podcasters or entrepreneurs. It comes from architecture, philosophy, uh, spirituality and God, um, product design, uh, music, fashion, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, history. So I, I'm, what inspires me is what I consume, and then that's what helps me create all of this that I'm creating with um, you know, my content and my writing and my podcasting and everything. So number three, trusting your gifts, talents, creativity, and above all, intuition. That's, one of the, that's the third remedy. You have to trust your gifts, your talents, and your creativity, and then move with your intuition. It doesn't have to make sense to you. It won't make sense to you in the beginning. But as you start doing it more, you will realize, oh, wow, like it's bringing you clarity and direction. And that is then basically the answers you've been looking for for so many other aspects of your life. Trust your gifts, your talents, your creativity, and above all, your intuition. You've got to move with your intuition. It will give you everything else you need to know versus sitting on the sidelines and being upset that other people are doing it. Again, remember, the signal is that other people are doing it and you're getting upset. Get your ass in the game and then start trusting, you know, your gifts and your talents to mold and shape and your creativity. But above all, your intuition, your intuition's guiding you. Try this, now move here, now do this, now do that. The fourth remedy is to experiment. In experimentation, you will find the expansion of the art of the thing that you are doing. And that will be your expression to the world of what you are creating that is different from everybody else. Experimentation is immensely important and it leads into number five, which is to iterate. Iteration is constantly looking at what you're creating and tweaking and pivoting and changing it in different ways that are expanding on the mastery as you learn more along the way, right? So you need experimentation and iteration. 
experimentation is pushing the boundaries of of what you've seen out there as well as allowing yourself to push creativity through you. I like to also say like it allows me to have God work through me to expand on the art of the thing that I'm doing. And then the iteration is allowing me to tweak in the details. It allows me to go back to the thing. So again, and by the way, this is not just for art. Art is in everything. I say this to you guys all the time. Art could be in the numbers. Maybe you're an investor and you're constantly looking at your stock portfolio or your investment portfolio or your real estate portfolio, whatever it might be. And you're like, you know what? I could change this with the home. I could add this, you know, in a renovation. This is what will help with these new numbers. You know, I can change and optimize this way with the management company or how I, how I own and operate it, whatever it might be. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, the iteration is the optimization of the things that you are experimenting and pushing boundaries on. And the final remedy is to hold yourself accountable. A great way to hold yourself accountable is to do what has been coined as a term, not by me, um, that they call build in public. The beautiful part about social media is creating community and you can create community around the things that you are building. So you can actually show the process and people will actually be a part of that process and be happy to be a part of that process and be along for the ride with you and support you in different ways and want to learn from you. And um, but most importantly, what happens is when you show up online to do certain things and you start doing them over and over and over again, even in the first couple of times and other people see it, I, I, I once in an episode uh, create stuff you can't quit from. And what happens is you feel accountable. It's like, have you ever seen people online where they start their weight loss journey and they start showing working out, they start showing the training, they start showing the scale or the, like the numbers and like the before and afters and doing all that other stuff. I know that sometimes it gets a little, a little much, but the, the people who are really like, hey, listen, I can't do this without all of you. I really admire some of those people because they're like, you know, they drop 150, 200 plus pounds in front of you over the course of a year or two, but by showing up online to all of you, they're held accountable. And I think that that's a great way of doing it, right? So you've got to find a way to hold yourself accountable or have like a community that you go to. Um, you know, I have a creator community. I guess I could put that in the show notes at some point uh, with my good buddy Nadim and Derek. Um, but you've got to find a way to hold yourself accountable. And uh, so again, the remedy is very simple. Do the thing you're avoiding. For sure. Uh, Let's go back. When you're upset or why you're upset when someone else is doing your idea, but when you're upset, you need to do the thing you're avoiding. You need to manage the inputs of how others are doing it once you're in the game. You need to trust your gifts and talents and creativity. But above all, you need to trust your intuition. You need to constantly experiment. Then you need to iterate and, you know, tweak the details along the way. And you need to hold yourself accountable. Now, doing this will change your whole trajectory, everything. It'll take the noisy voice in your head, you know, to a minimum. It'll give you direction and clarity and focus. It will um, give you, uh, inject you into micro goals and things that interest you. And it'll help you grow things that are part of your purpose. It'll make you a better human being uh, for yourself, for a partner, for friends, for family, for everybody. This is way bigger Doing something that you feel drawn to do, and especially if you're getting upset when somebody else is doing it, is a very strong sign that you should be doing something like that or that particular thing or whatever it is that could be very much a part of your 
purpose, if you want to call it that, right? Or a direction, or maybe it's a step for the purpose. Either way, it makes you a better person. And that's the person that everybody wants to support that always sees that in you anyways. You have to step up and be that person. And then you have to let it overflow, your cup overflow into everybody else then you will no longer be upset when someone else is doing your idea. If anything, you'll be excited that there are other people doing your ideas out there because you're like, yeah, I'm not the only one. We're all bringing our, our own perspective and you know, flavor and ideas. And, uh, and, and, and by the way, this is a big one because I, I need other people to do similar things. One, to show different ways of doing it. And two, it's almost to validate like, I'm not the only one. I'm not the, I'm not the crazy one, but it doesn't matter if even people thought that. But you get the point. It says, well, so-and-so was talking about it and so-and-so was talking about it and so-so was talking about it. And I'm like, yes, exactly. More of that, please. Why you're upset when someone else is doing your idea is because that you're not. You already know how you would do it your way. It's that you're doing something different, potentially, that doesn't resonate the same way that that thing does. And it's that they're showing you what you could be doing. And I am urging you to go do it. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for tuning in as always, every single day. This was actually one of my favorite episodes, I think. Um, check out the show notes. Lots of resources in there. Lots of different, uh, you know, links I'm going to be adding uh, over time. You know, right now it's, you know, just the, the Clarity Workshop. Then there's the uh, uh, the book recommendations. I'm going to keep adding to that list as well. Uh, then links to other episodes, but I appreciate you guys. Thank you for always tuning in. Thank you for the five-star written reviews on Apple and Spotify and uh, just the expansion of the show. I'm so grateful. You guys have no idea. So thank you for tuning in. And until next episode, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you, it always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.